This is HPR episode 2614 entitled, My 1948 True Tone D1835 Tube Radio. It is hosted by John Culp, and is about 11 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, I talk about my new 1948 D1835 Tube Powered Radio. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Everybody, this is John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana, recording another episode of Hacker Public Radio. And this morning I'm in our new house that I've mentioned a few times in previous podcasts and um, taking this opportunity to talk about something I've hinted at in the last couple of episodes, and that is a new radio that I got. Now, new is a relative term, it's new to me, it's actually very old in terms of when it was built. What I bought is a True Tone. Uh, what is the model? I don't know. I think I've got the model number maybe in the YouTube video that I posted of it, but I'm going to put some pictures in uh, a link to uh, like a photo album on Flickr in the show notes that has some pictures of the exterior and the uh, insides and stuff like that. But it's a, a True Tone radio that I've determined is from 1948. It's very large. It's about three feet tall and two feet wide, um, maybe a foot deep. It's like a, a console kind of radio. It's got a, a large cabinet, and um, the power on the inside is tubes. Of course, this is the way most electronics back then were done, was by tubes. And this is a tube radio, and I picked this up at an estate sale. Um, and it, it worked, so I and the wife gave the green light. She loved it, thought it would be perfect. This is another one of those things that we decided, you know, we, we just bought this house that's a 1950s era house, and uh, it'd be cool to have some things in it that are from that time period. And uh, this radio seemed to fit just fine. And so uh, we bought it, and um, when I got it home, I discovered not only did it uh, work, but also it's got a really... Um, a really surprising feature, at least from something of that time. It was surprising to me anyway. And that is, it's got an auxiliary input. And so it, it doesn't just let you play AM and FM radio, which it does, although uh, maybe I just need a better antenna, but I can't seem to get uh, many stations on this thing. Um, although the one station it does get really, really well is an awesome oldie station, AM 1330. And it plays, <laughs> it's funny, its tagline is the, uh, the greatest hits of all time. And of course, the greatest hits of all time for them means the greatest hits of the top 40 from the 1960s through the 80s. So the, the music, the time period of the music is not exactly appropriate for the radio. 
but um, it somehow it seems very quaint coming out of this uh, radio, and it actually sounds pretty good. Um, so, it, but anyway, I found that there is uh, an RCA input. So uh, I found amongst my many audio cables, if you guys are like me, you probably have a box full of cables and adapters and all kind of stuff like that. And I found a cable that goes from RCA to 3.5 millimeter mini plug, which of course is what you can plug into a phone. And um, I plugged that cable into the back and then plugged the mini plug into my phone and played with the selector switch that uh, changes between AM and FM. And I found that it has a third setting for auxiliary. One, part of the problem is that somebody, I think, refurbished this thing, and I put that in air quotes, because they, it looks like they took it apart and then painted the entire cabinet black, where it probably originally was some kind of dark wood finish. At least the, the pictures I found of comparable models online were a natural wood finish and not paint. But they've also painted over any indications on the case as to what... Uh, selector you're on and so you kind of have to either remember which position each thing is in or else just kind of play it by ear each time but I, I plugged my phone in started playing something and then played with the selector until lo and behold I heard the sound that was coming out of my phone uh, coming from the speaker of the radio and so um, in that respect it's very versatile you know it, it would be a, a very trivial matter to convert this into a Bluetooth-enabled 1940s radio because you just get a Bluetooth adapter, plug it into the RCA input, and there you go. Uh, I haven't done that yet because I've got a couple, like three or four other Bluetooth devices in the house, and I don't want to get device confusion going here, but we might get there at some point. Uh, right now, the wife and I really like the radio station that it gets, and so we've just been playing the radio while we clean the house and move furniture around and, and do stuff like that. And we're both really enjoying it. Um, is there anything else to say before I fire it up? So I'm going to turn on the radio, and it's going to be on this radio station. And I promise Ken Fallon that I will not play more than a few seconds of music that could be copyrighted and, and make us fall afoul of any copyright laws. And then I'm going to demonstrate a, um, just playing an audio file from the phone. I've downloaded from archive.org a broadcast of a 1954 World Series game, I think. I mean, if, if I were a kid in the 1940s and 50s, I would have been wanting to listen to radio, uh, baseball games on the radio. In fact, that's what I did when I was... Um, I, I love radios. Back, as far back as when I was six, seven, eight years old, I remember having this little transistor radio, and I loved baseball. We lived in middle Ohio, and of course the local team uh, for us was the Cincinnati Reds, and the Reds had a couple of legendary broadcasters that gave just great audio broadcasts, and I remember taking that little radio into my bed every night and turning it on and listening to the Reds games, and so um, I have really fond memories of listening to baseball on the radio. Incidentally, if you hear creaking sounds, that's me walking around on the hardwood floor <laughs> in the house. Every once in a while there'll, there'll be a creak in the audio, I'm sure. Um, okay, I'm going to turn on the radio now. It's uh, Since it's a tube radio, it takes a moment before the sound actually starts to happen, and so it's hard to know exactly how far to turn the volume and power knob to get the right volume. So I'll just kind of play it by ear. Here we go.
Okay, I've turned it on and a light has illuminated the analog dial where you can see AM frequencies and FM frequencies and the name True Tone. There we go. It's a, a song that's playing just on this radio station right now. I've actually got it turned down fairly low. This, this radio will go very loud. Um, okay, so I'm going to plug in my phone now and change the um, selector. I think I've got it on auxiliary now. And I'll, play it, I'll try to play this audio file from my phone. Where is my VLC app? There we go. Okay, turn up the volume here. And here we go. Yep. Here's the baseball game. You may be interested in the fact that this is the 12th time in 49 World Series that the Classic has gone the limit of seven games. Of course, there was a time, you remember, when they used to play best five out of nine. Prior to uh, the seven-game limit, when it was necessary to win five out of nine, the series went to eight games four times. Now, in the 11 previous series that have gone the seven-game limit, the National League teams have won seven of them, if you uh, decide to put any... Uh, <laughs> in uh, previous happenings. Okay, it sounds like now, they're the bullpen, sounds like they're the just doing the preliminaries for the game there. But um, I don't know about you guys, but any anybody who grew up listening to to baseball on the radio and who who likes baseball uh, appreciates that uh, that kind of broadcast. And also, man, the sound of the sound of that broadcast coming out of that radio is just wonderful. Um, and we're in a house that comes from the 1950s, and we're starting to get some furniture from that area, too, because uh, for one thing, it looks good. And for another, we're finding that modern furniture doesn't fit as well in a house like this as it does in modern houses. Like, it's generally too big. So I just bought a chair last night at Salvation Army for 20 bucks. That's a uh, probably a 1950s or 60s uh, armchair, and it's much smaller than the armchairs that you'll find at uh, most furniture stores now. And uh, it, it fits these smaller rooms that have lower ceilings and stuff like that. Anyway, um, I hope you'll go look at the pictures that I've posted on my Flickr account of the radio. I've got a, a photo of the whole unit from the front, and then I've got a, a really nice picture of the guts of it in the back that shows the the tubes and the um the big wheel that turns the the cord for the um analog radio dial and the transformer and the capacitors and various stuff like that and then i also turned it on its side and took a picture through the bottom where you can see the big speaker on the front of the case and what looks like an antenna um, on the side of the case. It looks like a long cable round, round and round and round and round and round. And so I'm assuming that's an antenna. Probably the AM antenna. I don't really know. NY Bill or some person more familiar with electronics will probably be able to answer that question better than I can. Uh, anyway, 
I hope you've enjoyed hearing about and hearing a little bit of actual playback from my 1948 True Tone Tube Radio. This has been John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.